good morning to you, my friends. How are you doing this morning and how was your night? I hope you've had a peaceful night rest. How has your week been in all? I hope you've enjoyed the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and God bless you. You are welcome to review. It's your host and your dear friend here, Esther. Gracious and ever-living God will praise you. We thank you for yet another time in your presence. We thank you for all that has been during the course of the week. And we thank you because we are still standing. Glory to your name, merciful Father. And we have come to learn together that you may teach us at the foot of the cross. Open our heart, eyes, and mind this morning. We want to receive from you. We want our lives to be better. And that at the end, we may give glory and honor to your holy name. Thank you, gracious God. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. You're welcome once more, friends. To review, and I hope you enjoyed your week. God bless you. And in continuation with our topic on needing grace, part three, still the same in the bracket, the inevitability of stumbling. Needing grace, part three, in the bracket. The inevitability of stumbling. And you see today, like I told you we would last week, let's look at the life of a man, an apostle, like I said to you, you remember, who spoke so much about grace, grace, and more grace. A man who by grace alone and power of the Holy Spirit penned the larger part of the New Testament of the Bible. Why? What made him? Hmm. Right. You see, there's a place to start for us to know why and what really made him. But just before we do that, I want to implore you, friends, to always find time to dig even deeper into the Word as regarding whatever we study together on review. It is very important, and I can't emphasize this enough, and this is because we don't get to read through some of the Bible verses. So please, always 
do that during your study time. And God bless you. I trust you are all good Bible students. God bless you. So then, come with me to Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7. Acts of the Apostles, chapter 7, where we shall read from verse 54 to 60, then chapter 8, verse 1 and verse 3. Acts, chapter 7. We'll start reading from verse 54 through to 60. And then we go to chapter 8, verse 1, and then verse 3. So, Act 7.54 reads, When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed, at him with their teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit, gazed into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right end of God and said, Luke, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right end of God. Then they cried out with a loud voice, stopped their ears, and ran at him with one accord. And they cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And they stoned Stephen, as he was calling on God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Verse 60. Then he knelt down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Now, come with me to chapter 8, where we shall read verse 1, and then go to verse 3. Verse 1 says, Now Saul was consenting to his death. At that time, a great persecution arose against the church, which was at Jerusalem, and they were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, except the apostles. Verse 3 and where we shall stop reads, As for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to prison. The Lord bless the reading together of his holy and infallible word. And we all say, Amen. The name of this man, Esau, later turned the great Apostle Paul. 
But first, friends, Stephen, the first martyr, before we come back to Paul. You see, as this young disciple of the Lord Jesus Christ, I mean Stephen, slumped to the ground, something beautiful poured out of his mouth. Mm. It is called grace. You see, Stephen chose to reveal his Christ-like character or qualities in terrible pain as he echoed, Lord, do not judge them with this sin. The latter part of verse 60. Did you pay attention to that? I mean, even in death, Stephen knew his murderers urgently needed something. Stephen knew his murderers needed grace and he spoke grace over them all. Those words testified that the Lord of grace was living inside Stephen. Those words spoke of ultimate love and, of course, were undeserved by his killers. But that, friends, is the grace we're talking about and that we all need. You see, God's grace enables us to do what we could never and will never be able to do on our own. You see, these words spoken by Stephen as he was dying grabbed someone's attention. And that's so. These words of Stephen, dying Stephen, hit him hard. And you see, next week when we come together, we're going to be looking at how Stephen's prayers for grace and of grace became answered in soul turned Paul's life. And how Paul, in turn, in turn dished out the same grace to everyone he met after his conversion. Friends, when do you plan on dishing out the same grace you freely received to the unlovables around you? I mean, the grace of God that looked beyond your flaws, my flaws, and our imperfections. Let us pray. Oh, Father God, we thank you this morning for the power of your word that sets free completely. We thank you for your grace over us all that we have all freely received. And Abba Father, we pray today that you will make us a channel 
of your grace so that we may bring love where there is hatred and anger even if and when it is undeserved. Oh, thank you, gracious God. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And we all say, Amen. I want to thank you once again, my friends, for finding time or for spending just a little bit part of your Saturday with me. God bless and enrich your souls. Why don't you join me again next week as we look even deeper into the life of this man, of this apostle, I mean the great apostle Paul. Thank you once again. And until next week, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you and your entire household now and forever. Amen. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds See